Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm known as your mayor of PHNX, and I am joined by my vice mayor, my friend, my co-host, Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, the next time we see the Arizona Diamondbacks play baseball, it will be a game that actually means something, and I one, am looking forward to it. One more sleep, Jesse. One, one more, more sleep, sleep, and we have ourselves regular season baseball, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use our code of PHNX, and get down on some golf action folks that's right bro you what were you thinking you think i was gonna go baseball no no coming from left field uh that's a figure of speech uh, golf season is in full swing and you can get down on it new customers can bet just five dollars on golf's first major and get 25 dollars in free bets for every birdie bryson dechambeau sinks in the first round uh bryson dechambeau uh, that's a that's an amazing golf name, by the way. We talk about good baseball names. Bryson DeChambeau. That dude sounds like a villain in an 80s movie. But for every birdie he sinks in the first round, you'll get $25. So get down on that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. But soon, Jesse, soon we will all be betting on baseball on the DraftKings Sportsbook app because the regular season is right around the corner. It is It is opening day eve. As, as we like to call it around here on the PHNX D-backs podcast. And Jesse, I just have to know, have you been a good boy this year? And what is on your list to, I don't know, uh, Derek Hall? What do you want from Derek Hall? What do you want Derek mm. Hall to bring you this year? Derek Hall is the equivalent of Santa in this analogy? That's what I'm going with is now that, at this okay. point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mike Hazen does not seem like, Mike Hazen does not want to be Santa. He's, he's yeah. definitely more of a Grinch character. What I want more than anything, honestly, and I know I'm not going to get this, sadly, but I want the Diamondbacks to fix the roof of Chase Field, which apparently has some sort of an issue, uh, which is going to keep the team from being able to open and close it while fans are in the stands, which essentially means that fireworks are off the table unless they had the stadium open for the entire game. They're not allowed to open it while fans are still in the stands. Um, and it also means that for any game, if, if the game doesn't start with uh, with the roof open, they're not allowed to open the roof part of the way through the game. So we're probably going to see a lot less of the Chase Field roof open this season. Um, and we might not see any firework nights, at least not during those hotter summer months when the when the roof is, is closed to start the game. So that's my biggest wish right now, but I don't think I'm going to get it until after the season ends. It's a travesty. And not only that, but if you've ever been to Chase Field, you know that you're missing out on that amazing song that they play when they open That is the a great song. It is was a great recorded song. in a garage somewhere here in the Valley. Uh, you also have, uh, I don't know, man. There's something about the fact that like, they can keep the stadium somewhat cool by closing the roof um, until the game starts or we get into the first few innings and then they can open it up, especially on those like 510 starts on Saturdays and the 640 starts. Uh, it's just, it's going to make it very, very hot in that stadium if they have to leave the roof open for long, for extended periods of time prior to fans getting in there, just pre pre baking those seats before you come and sit in them. Uh, uh, but I will say that the chase field did look beautiful today 
with the the stadium uh, fully open with field open the windows open everything was open uh and i mean there was just one problem jesse very very few people in attendance for this beautiful day to watch the arizona time diamondbacks take on the uh cleveland ardians Indians, Deans, i don't know they didn't really try very hard to replace the old indians name at their complex they just took off the in and they added a brand new g-u-a-r but you know wait really time makes fools of us all jesse so you could tell that there are some new letters that are there and some letters that have been worn by the sun uh, that have been there very long. Uh, that's funny at their facility but yeah the guardians were at chase field today and apparently you and i were discussing this before we got on air but apparently this was due to being some sort of like advantage member which is the new air- name for the arizona diamondbacks season ticket holder uh, uh an advantage member like game where those i guess you couldn't get tickets if you weren't uh, a season ticket holder already for this weird spring training game it's that's kind of a weird model right like let's make a game exclusive so that there's not that many people in in attendance and and it's not a particularly special game in fact it's really one of the probably the least desirable game to attend at chase field throughout the entire season it's an exhibition game uh, you don't really have any guarantees of the starters getting a whole lot of playing time so yeah, a bit, a bit of an odd move, I guess. Maybe it's because the Diamondbacks have so many new food options now at the stadium that this gave those people the opportunity to kind of, um, of course, you were among the few mm-hmm. who got the the mm-hmm. true first taste mm-hmm. of all of these different things. Uh, you of know course, the, the media had that on on Monday. But um, but yeah, that was uh, still a cool opportunity for, uh, for those uh, special fans in attendance, the people who are most committed to this baseball team. Uh, to be able to have access to that before most other people did. That's a great point. And that could have been the reason why they did it this way. And maybe your other reason is the other side of it. Maybe they chose this game as an exclusive game due to the fact they didn't foresee a lot of fans coming out for this particular one. Right. <laughs> Are we going to see that more throughout the season? Eh, people, there might not be many people out there tonight. So let's just make it, make it an exclusive try to turn it into something <laughs> special for the season ticket holders. Not a terrible idea. Uh, people are still very mad about the versus dog, which is hilarious to me, by the way, because I've already voiced my thoughts on that. But you I didn't. Did... So I, I never fully voiced my opinion on the live show about yeah, the, I just uh, kind of the versus, a lot the versus dog. The yeah, yeah, right. You you did yell a lot that day. So I I you kind of I'm not going to say you changed my mind, but you kind of came close to doing so. At first, I was uh, I was a little bit perturbed at the idea that the Diamondbacks were basically just um, trying to entertain, trying to make the opposing fans feel at home uh, while they're in Chase Field. You might as well give them sure. a special suite or something at some point. Um, if but I, I if, if they pay for it, sure. Um, but I do think I do think that there's some truth to, um, you know, trying to get people in the stands, trying to attract an audience. Um, but more than anything, I also think that local fans will be somewhat on board with that. Um, it's kind of cool to go to a Diamondbacks game and and get a taste of, of, of you know, the city from uh, wherever the opposing team is right. from. I think that's right. that's kind of a cool effect. And it makes it so there's always something new at the ballpark that might have fans coming back. So that's really the reason that I'm actually kind of in favor of it now. Sure. Well, and and yeah, that was my biggest thought. 
I think somebody had even brought that up at the tasting event uh, and not in context to the versus dog, but they brought up like, yeah, all of this new food is cool and everything, but if you're a season ticket holder, how soon until you go through it and are already kind of done with it? Like how many games until you've tried the majority of these new items sure. and also realize that the majority of them aren't that drastically radically different from what you could get in the ballpark otherwise right like gonzo's grill just has chicken tenders now that are spicy instead of them being not spicy right they're covered in that was for that was for the padres no 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 i'm just saying in general they have like flaming hot cheetos like there's just small changes to things so even like the new dogs that they introduced this year it's not like the or the burger like the green hatch valley burger i think one of the things that disappointed me about it was the, the green chilies weren't very hot and it didn't taste much different than any other burger that you get at Chase Field, right? So I wasn't sure. very high on that, but I was extremely high on OG's gummies. No, I was extremely high on the <laughs> Buffalo Chicken Sidewinder that I thought was going to be a sandwich. Uh, it ended up being kind of like a poutine dish where it's like potatoes, like Sidewinder's potatoes covered in like cheese and the flaming hot cheeto dust and some other toppings and they were incredible jesse they were so good like Hmm. it made me mad because when i ate them i was very full and you know how hard it is to enjoy something you find delicious when you're very full you're like oh this is so good but if i literally eat another bite of this i'm gonna pop that's where i was at with these things so uh the the versus dog though i think that's that's it man i mean it's just a hot dog at the end of the day we're not slapping baxter in a fucking Padres jersey and having them go out there and root for for the opposing team so that they can appease the fans or anything like that. It's just a hot dog. And I, I, I think at the end of the day, that's what's really smart about it is fans will get over it and they won't care. And even home fans will be like, oh, they have this, this, this series. That's kind of cool, you know, but also, I mean, the, the opposing fans will love it. And again, it really doesn't matter what laundry you wear or root for when it comes to supporting the Diamondbacks. That money is going to the Diamondbacks, no matter if it's home fans or opposing fans. Sure, sure. With the attendance that we've seen during spring training and when whatever the hell this advantage member, like even if this was an advantage member game, there is not that many advantage members, Jesse. Let me tell you, from the <laughs> smattering of people, the scattering of people in the crowd, you know, there. Was I think it was seven. I think it was like seven thousand on. Oh, I didn't see man. the number for Tuesday, but for Mon- for Monday, I think the reported attendance was around seven thousand. But yeah, from pictures, it did not look like there were seven thousand people. I don't in believe it. I don't yeah. believe it. So, uh, but anyway, it's important that this team does whatever it can you know like so just don't be if you're a fan of this team just look away sometimes at some of this stuff like that's all you can do but you got to understand it's an important it's it, it's an important piece because at the very least we're we're a desirable place we have a lot of transplants so not only are we going to be a destination for people to come watch their team but we have people here in the state that want to go watch their team when their team comes into town it's something at this point we need to embrace, at least for the near future, uh, because this team needs to do everything they can to fill that building up. You know, yeah. I'm, I, I really do think that bringing back all of the stuff that we didn't even notice was gone is, is a huge deal, right? Like, I know because of COVID and health protocols and everything like that, they changed a lot of stuff up. But like, I didn't even realize that they didn't do the people like 
doing the match game in between innings last year. Like I didn't even realize that was gone. Like all of the in between inning entertainment, all of the stuff that isn't up on a video board, like the hot dog race is now with the, you know, ketchup, mustard and relish. All of that stuff was gone, but it's all back. And that's something I think that people are going to be excited to see once again. Right. Today was Mm -hmm. a fun day. The Diamondbacks went out. They had a great game against the Guardians. And it was fun to see just them have success in a in a close game. Right. Some of these spring training games have kind of gotten out of control. It's one game when the starters are in. But then when the bench comes in and the minor league guys come in, it somehow becomes a completely different game one way or another. Either a win or a loss. It doesn't matter. But sometimes those games become something completely different. It was great to see Zach Gallon out there on the mound. He was throwing yeah. hard. He was getting outs. He was doing everything. He looked good. Uh, the my favorite part is like once again, Tori almost had to physically fight him to get him off the mound because he hadn't <laughs> finished like what was it like the third inning? I think the he fourth. Had, like, yeah, he went three and two yeah, thirds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had two guys on and I think two outs and he just, he just, he didn't, he wasn't having it. He wanted to, he wanted to finish that, that inning up. And again, there's something about that that I love. And I think is just the gamer in him, right? This yeah. is a spring training game. You have zero to, to care about, like, just go out, just go sit on the bench, man. Like what is the problem here? Right. But to actually like want to prove yourself that much to want to stay in the game to want to get out of the jam that you're essentially leaving for whatever reliever to come in the game to clean up uh that's it's uh it's big man i don't know yeah it's like it's it's like it's like watching somebody that plays sports like do something else like board games and have them be super competitive doing that too you know what i mean like there's just <laughs> something about zach gala taking a spring trading game seriously that makes me look at him and go hmm i like that i like him he's a that's a go-getter one of these one of these games i'm pretty sure that the uh, the physical altercation between Tori Lovello and Zach Gallon will actually happen. Oh, it's going to happen. Like, like, there's yeah. going to be an actual fist fight at the it's, mound. I, like, <laughs> I want it to be like drunk old man fist fight too, where they both like, I don't know, take <laughs> off their shirts and like sloppily throw punches at each other. But there we go. Neck, you the know, the umpire has that. to come out and break it yeah, up. And yeah, yeah, great. yeah. And then they fight the umpire. <laughs> the- the the bench from the other team empties even they're like wait what are we are we supposed <laughs> to be out here or not oh man but uh in regards to the starting rotation and fighting guys uh interesting bit of information coming out from tori lavallo today uh yeah. that you can actually get some more information on over at gophnx.com i'll have an article up on it tomorrow morning if you're not a member already sign actually this morning of course this morning I forget. this morning you know, yeah it's time and space and all that but uh if you're not already a member sign up to become a member over at gophnx.com that way you get in on all of our sweet sweet membership action not only do you get the articles that we're writing and all this content we're producing but you also get members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com as well as access to our members only discord where we chat about all sorts of things uh, including baseball uh, but not limited to baseball uh, also, if you sign up to become an annual member, you'll get a free T-shirt from a phnxlocker.com. And more importantly, we have a brand new freaking shirt dropping, Jesse, and I can't wait. Uh, it's going to happen on opening day. So tomorrow you can get that new exclusive shirt drop 
over at the Ainsworth. If you're joining us in person for our opening day live party that starts at 3 p.m., if not, that brand new shirt will be will be available to you on phnxlocker.com the following day. So if you do want to order it, if you do want to get that membership over at gophnx.com and grab your free t-shirt as that one, it'll be available on Friday. Of course, if you're not interested in that, you can sign up for our month-to-month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. So join us over here, become a member of our family and vibe with us. It's what we're all about here. We're all about the vibes. We're all about the good vibes. Uh, and I'll tell you, someone that does not give off good vibes, uh, but gives off very, very bad vibes, is the newest member of the D-back starting rotation, and that's Caleb Smith, Jesse. Tori Lavolo confirmed today in a very funny manner uh, because he got up in his press conference and he wouldn't, before he even, wouldn't even let a question happen. He was like, okay, shoot, I know. And then he just said the rotation out loud. He's like, <laughs> bum, Merrill, uh, Davies, uh, Caleb, Zach. And so that's yeah. the lineup. Uh, well, We'll probably see a spot start at some point from somebody in there to get Zach Gallon back to the number one spot in the rotation, but I I don't even know if that's necessary. I think that once the yeah. season starts and we get past opening week, it's all kind of reset anyway or whatever. Not a concern. What is concerning, or not concerning, but interesting, is Caleb Smith making the starting rotation. Toy Lovello said that this relied heavily on his performance this spring and what he was able to do in camp and it just goes to show that nothing really is promised to anybody on this team as we've seen right. with Luke Weaver now being in the bullpen it really was a was an incredible performance from Caleb Smith he was very good uh in the spring we talked about it the other day uh his last uh 11 innings I want to say he didn't give up a single run and that's a pretty decent resume uh in spring training that's a pretty decent line to put out there um, to get your name in the hat for a, a spot in the rotation. And yeah, good on Caleb Smith for uh, for getting that spot. I wasn't particularly surprised by that. Um, Corbin Martin was a name that was thrown around. I don't I think it, maybe if he'd been sharper in his last outing, he might have had a shot, um, but he really wasn't great in, in his last outing of spring. So um, we'll certainly see him at some point still certainly has a, a chance to make the roster. Uh, Humberto Castellanos also was in the mix and has also had a, a pretty solid spring. So uh, I'm sure that we'll we'll see him at some point as well. Um, but yeah, Caleb Smith is not a bad starting pitcher. Um, uh, at least we know that he we know that he has the ability to be competent in that role based on what he did in Miami. Um, obviously, since coming over uh, to the Diamondbacks, he hasn't been great in that role. He's been much better in the bullpen. Um, but he looked really good in spring. And and based on what he's done in the past, you know, if we're talking about a back end starter role, uh, a Caleb Smith that is. Uh, hyped up as usual and you know his usual emotional intense self uh i'm sure that he can thrive in a role like this uh also caleb smith almost murdered three umpires during a game last season so it's really go. interesting to see how he comes along uh with his just everything his maturity his intensity i was trying to describe to people how oddly intense he is some of the weird ass answers <laughs> he gave at times last season right but it wasn't just the weird, like intense answers. It was his almost childlike love of Toy Lavolo and the coaching staff. And when I say that, it was like the way he kind of retreated in his gruffness when someone had basically asked if like what he did kind of made like if it undermined Tory. And like his response was like, I would never do anything to ever 
under sure. Tori. Yeah, he's just, Tori look bad. He's like, just an he intense. He's just like, an intense guy. He's a competitor. He just he has is. that sort of he intensity. Is. So it's going to come and across that way, happened. even if it's not what his intentions really are. Right. Exactly. And I mean, again, I think I get it, man. I, I I've thrown a video game controller or two in my lifetime, and I wasn't proud of it after <laughs> I did it. Right. Like. But, uh, you know, like I broke a ping pong paddle once I used to be, (laughs) I used to be very intense playing uh, ping pong with my, uh, with my siblings and, uh, I got very frustrated. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, I think that he has shown a lot of maturity. I think that's what we will probably see out of him this year. Uh, said one of the things that really won him over for giving him the starting rotation spot was he went out, watched him at Peoria on, I think it was Monday against the Mariners and it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't just the performance. It was his communication with Brett Strom that he was coming back. He was giving feedback on uh, what was working and what wasn't working with Stromy and Stromy was giving him instructions. And then he was going out there and putting the instructions, you know, to use and then coming back with feedback on that. And, you know, it was just very productive. And I think that when you see someone that's not only performing well, but is like in that ultimate like openness of accepting instruction and wanting to do everything they can to be better. That's that's I think that's that grabbing that opportunity that Tori was looking for all last season, right? Caleb mm-hmm. showed moments of being brilliant on the mound, especially when he was pissed off and he was put in the in the bullpen after being a starter he was and wanted good. to he prove his way back. He was he was lights out, you know. Yeah. And now he has a chance to go from undesirable to undeniable, right? Yeah. So, like, this is one of those cases where he can't say he's not being given opportunities now. Now he's just got to do what what he can with those opportunities. And yeah, uh, you know, there's something about him. There's something about Umberto. There's something about some of these guys that, like, that Noy Ramirez was one of those guys that I fell in love with last year, uh, just because even if his numbers don't back it up like the stats when you look at him when the season's over i saw like just you know hold after hold where he just came out and did the one thing that nobody in the bullpen last year could seemingly do which is go out there and throw an inning without giving up any runs and getting themselves into trouble so mm-hmm. you know there's guys on this team that even if they haven't really had that uh you know confirmed they don't have those stats that say they're they're great yet or that they're there yet there there's a lot of promise i think on this roster including uh in that in that bullpen uh i tory lavello still has not named his bullpen and he said he wasn't going to uh yesterday but uh now we have, don't have too much time left so i'm not su- I wouldn't be surprised left. to see that confirmation on who the relievers yeah. are going to be uh once the season starts not too many options left right we got uh noe luke weaver joe mantiply sean poppin umberto castellanos corbin martin and jb wendelkin amongst ian kennedy and mark melanson so we'll probably i think i think oliver perez will probably find his way in there i think you need oliver perez if call if caleb smith is in the rotation because the diamondbacks the diamondbacks need another lefty in that bullpen if caleb smith is in the rotation so point Sean, I know it sounds like they might go 14 and 14. So rather than having 15 pitchers and 13 position players uh, like we expected, 
um, it sounds like they're seriously considering going 14 and 14. So that might allow them to get Jake Hager in the, uh, uh, on the opening day roster, just to give the team a little bit more infield depth, given the injuries that they're, that they're dealing with there. Um, and it might mean that someone like Sean Poppin, um, or maybe Corbin Martin, uh, one of those spots, uh, on the bullpen side might disappear. So we'll, there's not, yeah, you're right. There's not really much left that can happen, but those are some of the things that that we should be looking at. Maybe uh, it does appear that they are going to technically carry three catchers, uh, with Dalton Varsho being the third. But it appears, right, with the way he's playing center field <laughs> this spring, that Dal- Dalton Varsho is very much so going to stay in center field. He's been making yeah. some highlight reel catches out there. He did. He was excellent today, leading off. He walked. And then stole second base, and there's just something about again when you when you look at small things, you know, there's something about trying to get things going early on like that, especially from a guy that's hitting leadoff. Yeah, yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's just he's crazy. I mean, how many guys can catch a no hitter one year and then make a diving play in center field like he made the other it's night? Crazy. It's just yeah. just absolutely wild. Well, and I mean, again, there's that versatility, like between him and Josh Rojas, you have like almost every. Yeah, you could make a you could make a pretty good baseball team just with a bunch of Josh Rojas and Dalton Varsho's everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I Dalton Varsho, though, uh, you know, he was he was our darling. He was our our, you know, minor league, minor league prospect darling for a long time there. And it's easy to just chalk it up to saying well you know what they said he was kind of undersized and they said they didn't know what position he would play and doesn't really feel like it's working out you know but Dalton Varsha was one of the Diamondbacks top rated prospects for a reason because that guy is just full of talent and potential and athleticism and he's put it on display in center field this spring I, I wasn't expecting that to be honest I really wasn't expecting to see Varsha run away with center field, but it appears like he is going to be the starting center fielder on opening day, which we will yeah. get to in a second. But if you haven't gotten a chance, you need to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. Get down on the golf action. That's right. That's right. There's no shame in our game. We're going to be pimping baseball all season long on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But for right now, new customers can bet $5 on golf's first major and get $25 in free bets for every birdie Bryson DeChambeau sinks in the first round. I don't even know if I'm saying that name right, Jesse, but I really feel deep down in my soul like I am. DraftKings Sportsbook is a top-rated app with tons of ways to bet on golf. Get even closer to what's happening in the tournament and bet on who will win golf's first major, single-round matchups, and more. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our code of PHNX. Bet $5 and win $25 in free bets. For every single one of Bryson's birdies in the first round, join the action for golf's first major with code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Jesse, let's do some predicting. I know I'm here with the omnipotent Jesse that knew when the end of the lockout was going to happen which is all, all bullshit it's but, still my doing by the way i yeah, still take I full credit yeah. for the fact that we have baseball coming in about 24 hours so left it in place for at least two more weeks so i could have gone to disneyland but that's a whole other thing <laughs> uh, i want to see 
what your thoughts are on the opening day lineup. The lineup has not been released yet. We have a good idea, I think, based on some of the things we've seen so far. But Jesse, I wanted to get your opening day lineup from number one to number nine. Yeah, there's nine of them. We're not. We're not there doing. Is. We're not doing that's eight hitters anymore. Works. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the way that lineups work now at the DH yeah. in the National uh-huh. League. Um, all right. So here we go. I don't know if I'm gonna turn too many heads with this. This is. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be too shocking for people. But here's my opening day lineup. I've got Dalton Varsho leading okay. off, playing center field. Cattell Marte batting second, playing second base. David Peralta hits third and left field. Christian Walker's batting cleanup, playing first base. Paven Smith, is, or actually check that. Um, Seth Beer will be batting fifth, playing DH. Um, and then Carson Kelly will bat sixth, playing catcher. Paven Smith will bat seventh in right field. Drew Ellis hitting eighth, playing third base. And Geraldo Perdomo batting ninth, playing shortstop. Is this what I want the lineup to be, or is this what I predict the lineup to be? That's a great question. Uh, we could say it's a little, a little dash of sure. column A, a so, little dash of column B. All, all that, all that I would change the the Paven Smith Seth Beer swap is really the only change that I would make. I think that Paven Smith will probably bat fifth, um, playing right field, and Seth Beer will bat seventh. But I would prefer that it be the other way around. I would probably put Seth Beer hitting fifth and Paven Smith batting seventh instead, if it was up to me. Uh, but I don't feel particularly passionate about that. I don't think. Um, Paven is obviously is a little bit more major league time under his belt. I personally think Seth beer is going to be a more successful major league hitter when it's all said and done. Um, but at this point, it's not going to make a huge difference, which way we go on that. Well, this isn't a very fun game because my lineup looks exactly like yours. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I thought this was going to be more enjoyable because I thought we would here. You, you hit the nail on the head though. Like what I want versus what we're going to get are two different things. Do I think Christian Walker is going to bat cleanup? Yes. Uh, would I prefer David Peralta batting cleanup? Yes. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but mm. David Peralta has just so much power this year. And I still don't know if I believe in Christian Walker. Yeah. Christian, the only reason I have Christian Walker batting cleanup and really the, the main source of my lineup came from the diamondbacks lineup the other day against the guardians. When I, the yeah. moment that I saw that lineup they had, I was like, okay, clearly this is what Tori Lovello is thinking for opening day. And he had Christian water bat Christian Walker bat, batting cleanup. And um, yeah, I'm with you. I think that's uh, you're really betting on Christian Walker to put him there coming off a season where he, you know, hit under 10 home runs and had an OPS under 700, but he's had a good enough spring that you kind of feel like, you know, he's maybe earned that. He's a right-handed hitter. Um, I think it's it's helpful to have the the balance there with a right-handed hitter in the middle of the lineup. The Diamondbacks really don't have uh, any other guys to put around that spot uh, unless you want to move like Carson Kelly back up into the top few spots, which I'm not sure you want to do against a right-handed pitcher. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, you're definitely taking a bit of a gamble by putting Christian Walker in there every single day. The only swap I had was I had Perdomo hitting eighth and Drew Ellis hitting ninth. That's pretty sure. much it. Sure. And I think yeah. that's just based on production and Drew Ellis trying to get as few bats as possible for Drew Ellis. The Diamondbacks, we've talked about it a lot. The lineup is is very lefty heavy, um, which against you, Darvish, on opening day is fine. 
Um, I actually dug into some numbers about the Diamondbacks' performance against you Darvish in the past, and they actually have a few hitters who have kind of raked against you Darvish. I really didn't expect to see this. Uh, David Peralta is nine for 20 with three homers and five RBIs against you Darvish. So he's absolutely destroyed the man. Uh, Paven Smith is four for 12 with three RBIs. Christian Walker is five for 15 with a home run. Um, So there's some uh, Cattell Marte is six for 13 against you Darvish. So there's some, some pretty dang good numbers across the board against Darvish on the flip side. Fernando Tatis is seven for 14 with two home runs against Madison Bumgarner. Oh, so I, I uh, hear that part. I'm well, I'm sad that Fernando Tatis is injured in the grand scheme of baseball, but I'm not particularly sad that he is injured to start the season. <laughs> we, will, we will not have to deal with him this weekend. Huzzah. Well, we are excited because after this, this is it guys. This is it. This is the end of the road. We've come to the end of the road and don't make me start singing boys to men because I absolutely will right now. Uh, this is it. We're going to have baseball and uh, our format, as we talked about on Monday is going to change a bit. Uh, things will be different things. You know, I know we don't, nobody likes change. Nobody likes change. Oh, but we're this still is good. This is good you. change though. But Derek, this yeah, is, this, this is, is baseball gonna, is back change, which is not always only is baseball is back, but you're going to get more live shows from us. And of course the live shows will become podcasts just like this will be a podcast. It will live on the internet much longer than Jesse and I will live, but we will have uh, all sorts of fun <laughs> coverage coming up for you this weekend. We are not going to do post game shows for every game. That's not how this season's going to work. But we are going to do could. a series if, wrap if up. They, if they walk off every single game, Derek. Oh yeah, if they walk off, every we're going to do a post game show. We're every game. We're post. We're post showing every game. But as little, uh, we know that's not going to happen. So of course, uh, we thank you guys for sticking with us throughout the lockout throughout the off season throughout everything and we look forward to moving forward with you guys and doing this thing during the regular season we will be out at the Ainsworth tomorrow we implore you to join us we promise you it's going to be a good time i'm going to be there drinking alcohol out of a pineapple so you know that already that it's going to be a good time and we hope you guys join us you can rsvp for that event uh we have that information up over on our twitter account at uh, phnx underscore dbacks of course you can follow me i am at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman and of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports and that's on instagram twitter and facebook you'll also find on there that invite to come out to the ainsworth that way you guys can get on our invite list to be part of all of our watch parties that we're going to have it's not just opening day for baseball we're going to have road parties for the suns during the playoffs we're going to have opening day for the cardinals when they come back around wnba the mercury we know they're the most dominating team in the city do they call it opening day in football I think I that's think a, so. that is a strictly off. baseball it's opening term. kickoff. It's opening kickoff or kickoff or whatever. It doesn't matter, Jesse. I'm using baseball terminology. Now is not the time for you to pipe in. Okay, I'm trying to do a thing, but the Ainsworth, <laughs> Jesse's not going to be there. Don't worry, you're not going to have him judging you and the words you use at the Ainsworth. But you can join us there. Of course, the festivities kick off at 3 p.m. We will be doing a pregame and postgame from the Ainsworth. So. Even if you're going to the game, even if you can't join us uh, for the pregame, stop by before you guys leave. Come hang out with us uh, and be part of our opening day festivities. We will have that exclusive brand new shirt that you can pick up. Uh, you can purchase and pick up at the event. So we hope to see you guys all out there. If you're listening to us 
right now on your favorite audio podcasting app. Please subscribe to us there and leave us a five-star review. We do appreciate you for it. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, go over to the, the PHNX Sports Channel, subscribe there, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the content coming out from our PHNX team. And we thank you guys again so much for loving baseball and being here with us. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we can't wait to talk about opening day and this first pitch. Uh, Jesse, did you have something? I'm I'm raising my hand. I have one yes. more thing to Jesse say before Freeman, we go. All right, in the back of the class. <laughs> this feels so backwards. Um, so one thing I want to mention before we sign off for today is, and I'm not. This is far from a guarantee that this will happen. But Gambo tweeted uh, earlier on Tuesday. Um, he didn't really tweet it as a report. It was more just a feeling that he had, which I imagine is probably ingrained in something that maybe he knows uh but he made it sound like the diamondbacks uh very well could acquire a third baseman between now and when opening day starts or you know maybe it drags on a day or two past that but just something to keep on your radar between now and opening day which i know it's you know by the time people are listening to this it's about 24 hours away um, but Gam- somebody commented on this tweet and said, do you think a trade is going to happen? And Gambo responded, yes. Um, and we know that that Gambo is, um, you know, is a reporter and, and probably wouldn't just directly say that unless he had some sort of information that suggested it. So where it's far from a guarantee, he didn't come out and, and just say it outright. But I do think it is possible the Diamondbacks opening day third baseman is not currently on the roster as we speak. And they could make a move between now and then. So I just want to throw that out there. Speculation. There you go. There you go. That's probably all that is. But it's Can kind of fun speculation. Out? You could have. You could have saved that for opening day. I, well, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. That might have. Been well, it wouldn't really be. It wouldn't really be relevant at that yeah, point. The point, point is, it could happen before that's opening good. day. <laughs> yeah, it's Gambo's story. You can't get on. Get off Gambo's coattails, Jesse. Is what I'm saying. Is get off Gambo's speculative coattails. Right. Gambo, well, do, he does kind of that does, does that spe- does happen from time. Much. He's he's anyway. a good. I mean, he's he's usually Gambo's pretty accurate in general. I would say so. I'm gonna give him. I also pull back the curtain and say Gambo's a damn loving guy, and a lot of what you see is an act because he loves me and I love him, and that's a whole other thing. But uh, shout go. out to Gambo and shout out to all of you for listening to this show. Hopefully, he's right. Hopefully, we have a brand new third baseman to talk about because at this point. Uh, no offense to Drew Ellis, but things aren't things aren't looking great over there at third base. So uh, that would be big news for this team at this point. Uh, we miss you, Eduardo Escobar. We thank you guys again so much for checking out the show. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate you. We appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you speculate about opening day. <laughs>